Andy Mike Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Hi, Mandy. Yeah. Hello. We obviously know each other incredibly well <laughs> and have done for a long time. And I suppose how long have you known Mr. Turner for? Oh, I reckon me and Mandy have known each other for four or five years. I think that's about right, yeah. And we yeah. often call you Mrs. Turner. <laughs> yeah. Why, how did that come about? It came about when we was going off to um, a... I went to a conference, conference, didn't they? And they got my name wrong, didn't they? That's they thought right. we were Mr. and Mrs. Yes. And my badge <laughs> came back as Mrs. Turner, and I've carried that ever since. What conference were you two at that I wasn't at? We went to a conference for the charity, didn't we, over in Yeovil Way. It was a beautiful place, wasn't it? It was in, in regards to um, what they offer and basically it was mainly signposting, wasn't it? Getting to know other people. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember who organised that now. It was Spark. Spark. Yes, it was. It was Spark. Oh. It was my first ever one. Was it? Yes, it was. it was. I just remember the food was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You, you remember the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Me too. They had really nice egg sandwiches, and I think they also had chicken legs. Oh, I can't remember the chicken legs. Mm. I love an egg sandwich, it's my favourite. Well, mine's favourite is I'd egg. love a, an egg and cress sandwich. If you were going to make me a sandwich, it's got to have mayonnaise, like chopped up. I also like chopped up, chopped up egg. Oh, egg. With the mayonnaise. And I like chopped up tomato without skins. Mm. So when I was a child, I did home economics and home economics. They, I loved cooking anyway. You both know that. And um, they taught you how to skin a tomato. Oh. So I was taught how to skin a tomato. And if you skin a tomato and then you put it into, chop it up and put it in egg with mayonnaise and a little bit of salt and pepper, it's to die for. And it's like my, it's almost like my child party food. Really? Oh, very nice. Yeah. I never had a party as a kid, but it's that kind of, wow. you know, that. I know what's for lunch now. I was just thinking exactly <laughs> the same. We know what Mrs. C's um, making next. <laughs> so I, I, we were talking about the fact that we're all trustees of the same charity. Mm-hmm. And, and I know your trepidation, fear, anxiety about becoming a trustee. And I just think it's something that parallels a lot of people's lives that are mm. trying new things, isn't it? For me, it was it was fear, um, and it was about not wanting to get things wrong. But actually, it isn't about that for me to be a trustee for the charity. Is what I can give, and actually, what I can freely give, and what I love to do. And it's around, you know, I make I feel that I make a big difference in regards to the fundraising. And actually, without being able to raise some of the fundraising, we wouldn't be able to do the amazing job that we do. Where it comes to behind the scenes around all the politics, as I would say. <laughs> Have I learned anything along the way? I actually, I get blown away every time I see you, Mike and Rob, actually in the magic that you do. But do I learn something? Of course I do. And actually, I've started to accept now that I do give a lot and that actually as a trustee, it's it's around having the passion and having to want to give back to the community uh, from heart and soul. And that's what it means to me. And actually, I've got to say it, you're an amazing cook and we come along and we have dinner. <laughs> and basically, in, in, in what you've always done and what I love about it is you've 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 kept it alive and you've kept it real we come along to yours and you do it so gently and you know I know we come around to your house and and it was just when we get when you was on holiday (laughs) may I add um but we come around and we basically all put our ideas together and and I like that and I very much feel an equal even though I'm not very clever on the politics side of things and that's not me putting myself down that's just me keeping it real because actually if I can make a difference to one person's life I've had a couple of 
people that's been coming to the same event for nearly nine years. And it's actually, they know, that is amazing, they know my name. Mm. They know my name. And actually, I was talking to another um, agency in regards to what they do in the community and stuff, and they knew his name. And actually, he mentioned my name because, you know, I'll always put the little 10 pence in the pot for his cake, and it makes a difference. And he'll get his change out, and he'll make a difference. So that's why I do it. I do it because, actually, it costs nothing to give back. But I, and there's a huge thing though, isn't there? And you must have found this. We've had conversations about this. About do you give back for glory? Do you give back because it gives you a nice feeling? Do you give back because you think it's your duty as a citizen of the world? I think you know. Why do we all do that? I give back. The reason I give back is I feel that. By, is it for my own glory? I don't believe it is. I believe it's because actually the community that I live in and the world as a whole is freely given back to me. And actually for me, it's not about um, it's not about me going out there and someone knowing my name when I walk down the road. Of course it's not about that. It's actually about if one child gets an hour's counselling and that's for a coffee and chat, that could change their whole life. Mm. And that's what it is for me. It's and it's not about. I used to. I always remember when I first started fundraising, and I always wanted to make sure that we uh, we raised a certain amount of money, and it had to be like this. And I, I believe it was you that took me to one side and said, "It's not about that." And once I got that perspective, it's basically you know if we only raised ten pound at a coffee and a chat, that ten pound will heat the cabin for a two weeks in the winter. And it's like once I started to get all that there, and that two weeks will then help. I don't know, 40, 50 people if they go to the cabin and do whatever they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, but in regards to that there, and, and that's why I do it. It's and that is why I do it. So why do you do it? Why do I do it? Yeah. I do it because I just feel like everybody should give something back. Everyone yeah. should do something for their the community or the world. And it might be that, you know, you you plant a tree or you help pick up rubbish off the beach or could be anything, but I think everybody should do mm. something. Um, I've always been involved with a charity of some kind for probably about 15 years now. I've um, been doing bits and pieces. Um, I've moved around on different things because I think also you can get a bit stale sometimes. You know, if you do the same thing all the time, <laughs> you know, you, you need to bring new blood into mm. organisations to make things change. And I wanted to pick up on Mandy's point about people knowing her name because it's amazing whenever we post a photo of Mandy or Mandy at an event on Facebook or Instagram, it is by far the one that gets the most level of interest. And I can't wait for this podcast to go out because <laughs> I reckon it'll be one of the best ones because everybody loves Mandy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you talk to anybody and anybody that knows Mandy, you're such a lovely, kind-hearted person. I think he's amazing. I really do. But is it, that's that bit that what you're saying about giving back is that you know that whole you know I know it's something that both you and I have been taught to do and it's something that you you know that lovely motto you only keep what you have by giving it away and if you don't give it away then you're holding on to it and then you don't express that and therefore people don't learn and you don't get affirmed about your knowledge and and also you don't hear yourself going oh yeah 
actually, yeah, that is what I believe, mm. or actually, I need to do something about that and change that. And if you're transferring that through verbal communication, or indeed making somebody a cup of coffee, and by the way, your coffee looks disgusting. I don't think I've ever made you a coffee that week. Yeah, oh, it tastes really nice. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> um, Just don't get it on your white dress. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> um, but if you don't do that, then actually, it's quite. It's quite selfish, really, isn't it? Because you've got you've been given knowledge. We've all been given mm. knowledge in a certain way, and it's like, but also that important point of do I get stale? And I think you don't get stale if you. Oh, the word permeate comes out, but I don't know whether that's the right word. You you share it. If mm. you share it and get yourself out there, actually, it's not stale because you're learning. I yeah. learn from you. I learn from you. You learn from me. It's all that mm. exchange of information and knowledge and, and it's love. about taking that those ideas on board. It's about the team you're with. There's a lot of organisations I've been involved with who have had the same trustees or the same steering group for the last x number of years and you know just trying to make a small change is, is incredibly difficult yeah and i think that's that's something that a lot of charities i think probably nationwide do struggle with and i think and there's an element of it because they're scared to make change yeah what they do works it could be better it could be worse but because that's how they've done it they're very scared to make any change. And I think what I really enjoy about Summer House Somerset is that, you know, we come with ideas. We come, mm. we, we, we're willing to try things. It doesn't always work. Um, you know, <laughs> a, good, a great example is, you know, we bought loads of um, stuff to, to, to help merchandise. That's the word. And, you know, we thought, oh, that'd be a really good way to get the name of the charity out. And we might make, make some, some money mm. for the charity at the same time. And it's not quite worked. But... It doesn't matter. It's something that someone came with an idea. We tried it. We've talked about other ideas. Um, the idea of getting the porter cabin and, and things like all of that, I think is really exciting that we're able to be proactive and make those changes, um, which, you know, the knock-on effect is we can help more people, we can see more people, and the community knows more about us um, and supports us. And, but, does, but how do you access support for yourself as a trustee? Through each other, through each other. I mean, it's for me. It's you know, it's not just a trustee of the charity. We're actually, um, you know, I'm truly blessed because I've got you both. I've got Rob. I've got, and actually, like I can come in, have a coffee, and bounce my idea, which might be a bit crazy to me. And actually, it's okay. And there's no better feeling when it's okay because it's one of those where it's. Um, that's how we work together as a team, isn't it? And it's you know one of the things that you've just said in. Like, you know, we get out there. Yeah, the merchandise, basically, you know, it was a great idea. It's still a great idea, but it's one of those that our community know we're there. They know that the last Saturday of every month we are in Burnham-on-Sea at the Coffee and Chat and we will be there. And that's the bit. It, we didn't need to sell a water bottle to chuck somewhere how Somerset out there because actually they know we're there already. And it's that... Um, in regards to social media and I and I struggle with social media a little bit I know but you're both aware that I struggle with technology you know I'm getting better and actually I know how to do a hashtag now and that's quite massive for me (laughs) and it's um but it's I believe that by doing that there and just by being consistent and when I believe it was both of yourselves that said you know let's let's do it so that it's the same date every month it's made a massive difference it's made a massive difference. Coming out into Cheddar and being the first Tuesday of the month is beginning to make a difference, you know, and it's still very new, but we're there. 
we're there. And, you know, even if it's the gentleman who comes in and cleans the church, comes in with a smile and says, good to see you silly here. You know, that, that, that's what makes the difference, isn't it? But coming back to the hashtag bit and the, the technology bit, I hope you don't mind me saying this out loud, yeah. but you are very dyslexic. I am. And I, I mean, I have great joy because <laughs> Dave, my husband, is very dyslexic too. And between the two of you, they, I get a whole new language, which doesn't, I know what you're talking mm. about, but the rest of the population wouldn't have a clue what no. you're talking about. But And also we have great joy of reading some of your messages at work <laughs> that absolutely are the wrong words. What's your some of your favourite ones, Matt? <laughs> I believe, and I will say this live on air, that I actually called the mayor the major the other day, <laughs> which I really did not do. Leslie, if you are watching this, I really did not do. And that's it. But and I feel that that was a big part of me holding back from wanting to yeah. be a trustee. And actually, so I came along, um, I believe, for about 18 months and I remember being given a computer and I used to do the notes and those notes were, when I look back at them now, those notes were appalling. But actually, they would then get sent over to yourselves and then you guys would tweak them, I believe. Yeah. And then what would happen is we would be able to send them out. But that was where my confidence started to grow. And it was, you know, being able to sit opposite your husband and being able to bounce off each other really and recognizing that it doesn't matter what vocabulary I've got it's about what's in here that matters yeah, and I think that's the bit and I think that's the important bit around um what we do for the charity as well it's I, I don't have to be a top class businesswoman to be a trustee actually I'm a senior support worker and I love doing what I do and that's the bit whether my words come out wrong and it's the spelling as well it's not just it's my hysterical. words come out wrong and sometimes I have to say like I'm really not being inappropriate and I'm really don't mean to be disrespectful and if this comes out wrong I'm sorry but I've got that relationship with myself now to be able to do that and actually normally we just get everybody laughing and that's okay too do you is that something that is impacted on your life the whole of your life or yeah. is that something it's one of those it's for me it's I, I remember when I was at school and it was the written exams and stuff, and I was quite intellectual in regards to I knew what I wanted to write, but I failed a lot of things because I couldn't write it. And it was one of those where um, I believe I wanted to be a nurse when I was 16, and I believe my nursing exams and stuff, if I had, or maybe if there was help out there, I'm sure there was, but I didn't know about it. Maybe things would have turned out a little bit differently for me. Um, but I'm also aware that it's, you know, I know that there's a capital letter to start a sentence. And I know that. And I know there's a full stop at the end. But it's one of those that when I write it, it doesn't matter that I know it because it still don't happen. And is that laziness <laughs> or is that, and I don't believe it is laziness in this predicted whatever it is when you're That's doing the yeah. tech, when you know when you're no, on when the you're computer and you're doing your notes and you can give me the red the writing and telling me that it's wrong but to me it's right and actually what I love about the whole organization and the charity is that I've been accepted for me and we do but we uh, I know we laugh but we laugh together not yeah. at each other yeah, do you know? we all have yeah. little things like that don't we that yeah. we do and it's like it's quite funny I mean we have hysterics at work don't we it's we really do. it's funny you know but uh, what about do you think when you said that that because of that that's altered that altered your path to a certain degree about where you went in life mm -hmm. and I'm not it's not for me to talk about where you went yeah, yeah. in life it's for you to decide whether you want to do it or not but it, 
being dyslexic, and you are severely dyslexic. I mean, I remember when you showed me some of your college, the comments from one of your college saying there wasn't a single full stop or capital letter in the whole of an essay that you wrote for college. And we both laughed about it. But we, 2,800 words, to be precise. Yeah. <laughs> and, it wasn't a, and it's like, you can laugh about it, but realistically, oh, you are not the only person in the world. No. And, and does that impact on people's long-term suffering, if you see what I'm saying? I believe it does. I really do. I really do believe that it does. And I think, you know, one of the beautiful things that education's done nowadays is that, that you can have a tutor and you can have someone to help you. Did I know that? Even doing my studies, I didn't know that until actually you told me to make the phone call to the college to see what was out there. Did I think that I was going to be having a assessment at the age of 48? in regards to if I was dyslexia, not in a million years. I didn't even think it existed. Yeah. And then actually to be quite high on the spectrum, um, I went through my own process. So I felt a little bit embarrassed that at 48 years old that this was coming up for me. But it was also, it made me feel that I wasn't alone because yeah. things have changed. And I wouldn't have known that if it wasn't for yourself and if it wasn't for people to telling me to make that phone call. Did I put off making that phone call? Of course I did, because <laughs> what also happens then is it feeds into the last 47 years. Yeah. It feeds into the teacher at school telling me that you're never going to make to anything. But actually, by picking up that phone, and it was really bad times because it was COVID at the time. And I remember having to do my assessment exam like this through a screen basically and I had a tutor sat opposite me and she was asking me to do these things on the um, computer and stuff and for me it was horrendous but actually afterwards when she'd done my ticking of my assessment and then it was the realization that actually you know it's been a big part of my life but that does that because you talked about procrastination yeah. there didn't you and about how you've avoided things mm. because of that and do you think that that in a sense, still happens in your life. You yes. procrastinate. Yes, them. and it's even down to, um, you know, we, as you know, we we get our little jobs that we do each month to be able to continue doing the amazing work that we do. And and then I'll, like, not put my hand up as in, in the classroom, but i say, yeah, I do that. Then after say, Mandy, why on earth did you do that? <laughs> because now you've got to, you know, you're, I'm struggling to... Um, write my fundraising notes properly at the moment but actually I think I've done a pretty damn good job this week but I will say I did get a bit of help but that's okay too because yeah. I asked for help on it because actually, it's okay to ask for yeah help. and I think it was important for me to be able to send them over to say I've heard you guys yeah, yeah. and this is what I'm going to do differently yeah, yeah, the same yeah. is isn't that about everything in life isn't it it's about having to get out of my comfort zone and having to do things do I put things off still? Of course I do. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I don't because you know me more better than anybody else. Um, is it a block to me? I believe that I do push myself. I get there eventually, but I get it. Sometimes it takes me a lot longer. But you're a procrastinator as well, though, aren't you? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I put things off. And they're things that, you know, could take five minutes. Um, you know, there's, there's uh, a phone call that I've been meaning to make all week. And, you know, Coming here today, um, you know, I was in, stuck in traffic, and I thought, actually, I'm going to make that phone call yeah. now. And I and I phoned and, and had the phone call, and um, I've been putting it off for a week. Why? It was five yeah. minutes just yeah. to arrange an appointment, and you think that's just insane. And I'm not, so I'm no, the complete I'm opposite. So is this weird to you? No, it's not. I understand. I understand the process. I understand mm. your process, and I understand your process, but I don't 
understand why you keep doing it to yourselves because then it takes room in your head mm. and I don't have space mm. in my head to carry stuff so it has to be dealt with and it has to be sorted because if I did carry all this stuff that I have to do then I'd end up I think I'd probably have a breakdown because I'm I've got too many mm. things to organize and sort that sort out and stuff like that so as soon as something comes in unless it's out of my power I will do it straight away and I know it's it can irritate other people because I'm so on the ball with it yeah I, I'm I I definitely feel that. I think the other day you sent you sent an email that I, to me and said, you haven't done this yet, but you'd only asked me to do it about three hours before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, yeah, I should really have just done that there and then because it's quicker. Yeah, yeah. It would have been done. Um, but, you know, one of, the, one of the reasons that I think I, I'm not sure procrastinate's quite the right word for why I delay things sometimes, but I remember my dad saying to me that, you know, you don't always want to reply to an email straight away it looks like you're especially in a sales environment it looks like you're desperate for the work or you're too eager or you're not busy enough so as a result you don't reply um but the problem you then have is two weeks later you've forgotten about it and you've either lost that bit of work or they're chasing you and I think that's a really hard thing to balance when you are really busy and yeah. I, I completely get what you're saying around you, know, you haven't got the space to store it in your head and there are days where I get into bed and I'm like right I've done this I've done that and then suddenly it will come to me and go you didn't do that yeah. and you're like oh, I can't bother to do it now I'm too tired I'm in bed I can't be bothered and you then make a note in your calendar to do it tomorrow and you look at your calendar for tomorrow and your calendar for tomorrow is full it's back to back and yeah it's it's hard and I think it's a mixture of procrastination that I have. And avoidance. Yeah, probably avoidance is the good word to use. Because I hear what your dad says and I think he's got a point, but I think think that's a value. You've got to make a value judgment about Mm. what you're doing. So if somebody wants to reply to a question, which you two are really rubbish at, by the way, as trustees sometimes, uh, (laughs) and that's why I sent urgent needs a response, please, which I've worked out that that's what I'm going to have to do from now on. You replied straight away, Yeah, you did, yeah. Just don't do it for everything. I've got this thing. No, I won't, I won't. I've got this thing, right, if people put high priority on their email, I almost make it a low priority. Yeah, I know. Because I'm like, you know, it's who is it high priority for? Yeah. Because then you yeah. read it and go, well, it's not high priority for me. It's also not actually that high a priority for them that's sending the email. And you think, so why have you used that? Because that other person, the third party, might have to book it in their diary. And that's how I see it. Possibly. And yes. also, you've already been asked the question a week ago, and both of you really <laughs> ignored it. So, I can't but, remember what it was, man. Didn't you? It was I, can. in, I can't remember what I said. But I suppose for me, it's that bit where. It can't, I suppose I protect you both. I agree. And I do. And, and, and that's. <laughs> and I think and, sometimes and I, you do that, and actually, the only person it hurts is you. No, I no no no. I don't. It, I'm not hurt at all. I protect you both because I don't want people to think badly of you, because I know you do some fantastic mm. work, but I also don't want others to think badly of you. Do you see what I'm saying? So in a sense, this is a bit like my bloody kids, really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that, though, wouldn't we? <laughs> so, yeah, so that's why I'll give you a nudge. Fair enough. But, yeah, procrastination, I think, I think it happens a lot with a lot of people because yeah, they just put things off because they can't be bothered right now or they're a bit lazy or they're too busy. And it's, I think it's, it is a problem 
yeah, for a lot of people. And it's how you overcome that and how you train yourself out of it. Um, you know, one of the things that I have started doing now with replying to emails is actually using the function to send later yeah. and you can choose a date and time that it sends. Oh, really? Yeah. So I've now started doing that. Which, oh, yeah, it makes a big difference. You need to teach me that one. I don't know that one. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to because you'll be sending me emails all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Have you I done promise. this yet? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's stuff like that. Except using the tools and the resources you've got around. I guess that's what you're saying mm. in terms of some of the stuff that you've been doing is you know using resources and people and so on to help you know help you mm. so on reflection in life what would you say you delayed doing that you wished you'd done sooner That's today big... as in today life your whole life. whole life I wish that I educated went went for my education and actually something I really wish that I'd done is um maybe I've joined the navy Really? Yeah. I always wow. wanted to be an RE, uh, RGN in the Navy. Yeah. And um, I was quite fit back then as well. So I was uh, only lit on it and I was all right to do that. Um, and then all my dreams that I wanted to follow always went against the belief of my family and my loved ones. And actually, I wish that I'd had my voice sooner so that I could have followed my dreams. And actually, I follow my dreams today, but it's that 35 years later. And I suppose the impact of that, yeah. what it's, you know, it takes away some of your choices, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it does. It does. And it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky for what I have today. It's, But it's that, you know, I remember going to my Navy interview and, I, and I'll never forget it. I even remember what I had on. So that was how important and how special it was to me. And I actually passed the exam for that because Amazing. it was a lot of pictures and basically stuff like that. Um and I managed to do that. And then I failed the medical, but I could re go for the medical and everything was all in place. And then it was, you're never going to achieve it. So then I didn't try it again. And wow. I think that's the bit because I always carry that message of you're never going to achieve it. Where actually, you know, it's only me that can achieve it. It doesn't have to be what other people want. It's what I, I put in that end. And by having encouragement by other people, it helps me get to Oh, I'm now trying to think about your counselling. I know, and that's the bit now. That's the bit now. When I look back at, you know, um, it's been going on ongoing for, it will be four years in April, and actually if and I... This is you learned from a fully qualified counsellor. Yeah, and if I'd listened to yourself um, three years ago, I would have had that paperwork by now. Mm -hmm. And actually by being in denial around the fact that I couldn't do it and I wasn't able to do it, and I think I carried my own... Um, dialogue in regards to I used to tell myself that I'm okay where I am and I noticed I said it to you and Dave in the kitchen the other day in um, in regards to my studies and why I've not sent the last bit off and stuff and, and it was like so I'm alright where I am So is that an element of being a bit scared though about what's to come? I think it's more scared of receiving a failure Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's why I've not sent it off I feel um, and for me and even though, you know, it doesn't matter as like what I get in regards to you pass the course, I could get a distinction. The chances, and that's not me putting myself down, the chances of me getting a distinction with my spectrum of dyslexia is really, really high. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's right, isn't it? I've said that right. Yeah. Low, I'm sorry. It's really, it's really low. So actually, for me to get a pass is amazing. Yeah. And, but I don't see that. I see that basically that a pass is still not efficient even though it is <laughs> in it, but it's and it's amazing and actually you know for 
some of the certificates that I've I've got in the last 10 years are amazing. My portfolio was all right, you know. I was looking at it the other day, not for any reason, just because I was putting a new certificate in it. I even bought myself. And I, it might sound silly to some people, but it's really important to me because my achievements are very special. Because if you had looked at 10 years ago, I didn't have any dreams. I didn't have anything. So it's like my little purple folder, and it's purple, and it's okay. It's got 15 certificates in wow. distance learning and stuff that I've achieved along the way. And it's um, when, I, when I look at them, and I pass them okay, and I did ask to ask for help, but I've done them. And it's like I like them because they're quite quick and simple and I don't have to go too intellectual because when I get too I have to go too intellectual then I stunt my own my own self no your belief stops my belief stops yeah yeah. yeah. my belief stops and then it's because you know I believe that um family doesn't have to be blood and it's my 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 family today encourage encourage and encourage and encourage and then my blood family is very easy to say oh you need to stop all your head and do, 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 do. so then it's that instant battle mm. with myself but by having my own voice and my own belief and basically just keep, yeah, yeah. keep going through it keep going so when are you going to submit that I've got no choice. Well, I have got choices. I'm going to come back with that one. I have got choices. So I basically took it to work with me last night. I didn't take it to work with me yesterday. And all I'm doing is putting the references all in together, which doesn't sound like a lot. But when you're looking at three years of, you know, there's 32 books we've done, by the way, Mrs. C. She knows wow. the we. Yeah. <laughs> there's 32 modules that we've done to be able to Incredible. do that. So actually, it's not just that I've picked up one book. There's a lot of books. And it's also rounding it all off, which I want it to present really nice because actually, you know, I like to present myself quite nicely. And it's, you know, I've come home this morning and I've come home from work and I've gone and done the horses. I'm totally blessed to do that. And like, you know, to come over to do this here, I've got myself ready because it's important for me, for me. And it's the same with my work. And it's, um, and I'd like to think I carry that in my everyday work. And, you know, you popped in the office yesterday and I was sat at your desk, I will be honest. <laughs> And I was sat at your desk and you said, oh, you, look re- you look really well and you look really nice. And I was like, you look really oh, well my, yesterday. oh, my God. Too. Yeah, I know, I know. And it, but it was just like to see, to hear that was my sense of, God, you know what? I'm, I'm really doing this. I live my dream every day. Which is amazing. Which is, you know, and that is it. I live my dream every day and I will be submitting my work. When? Fantastic. So my my plan is is basically to continue doing what I'm doing. I need to make my folder up in my computer. And what you also got to remember is, and this isn't procrastination, I've been totally blessed with a new Apple Mac computer, which is completely different than the Mac that I had before. So actually it's all new and it's got all these digits. I've learned how to share an email now. Thank you, Ange. And it's, um, so I'm learning all of that as well. So the plan is, is to have it all completed and to have it checked over by Monday. Fantastic. So by the 1st of August, by Monday, you will have submitted it. I'm hoping to be able to show it to someone to tell me if it's ready to submit yeah. and then being able to press That's that send fantastic. button. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. So to wrap up, yep. what we've asked everyone that's come on is to come on again next year. Yeah. But what you need to do is tell us what your goal is for this time next year so that we can do a bit of a reflection in a year's mm-hmm. time and go, Right, Mandy, did you do this? Oh, and you can set more than one. I feel really emotional because one of the beautiful things about the charity is that, and one of the beautiful things that I get um, freely given to me is I would like to be able to say that in a year, 
I've got goosebumps in here. I'm going to cry. Sorry on screen. Is that actually I am one of the qualified counsellors for the charity and that I am able to be able to do that. That'd be amazing. That'd be fantastic. Well, there's no reason why not. And I completely have faith in you and believe that you can. In fact, you're just wasted. You don't, I mean, re the reality is you don't actually have to have a qualification to be yeah. a counsellor in this country. And my, my first, when I first started in practice, I wasn't qualified as a, I didn't, I wasn't diploma level. I've done yeah, lots yeah, of other yeah. training, but I didn't have my diploma for a long time. And so therefore I was, um, and the reason I went on and did it was because it was the right thing to do. Uh, and, and that obviously I did postgrad at the same time. So I was quite fortunate, really. But you know, I can honestly say to you that I went through all of those same feelings that you did when I was doing my course. All of them. And in fact, I recently did a an article for Bath Spa Illumini, mm -hmm. and that was one of the things that I put in there. I never ever thought I'd I never thought I was educated. I mean, I didn't go to school, so at all. Mm. You know, I, I went to school as primary school, but I didn't go to school after that um, until I went to university. So it was like a big leap from going mm. doing that to that. Um, and, you know, I just didn't think I was capable of doing it at all. And I did it. So if I can do it, you can do it. And I know yeah. you can do it as well. You, you know, can. I do you know can. that. You. we can all do it if we really want to. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yes, thank Thanks you. for having me. We'll come back. Come I back will. soon. Good. Thank you very much.